0: up everybody and welcome to episode number 244 of uncovering unexplained mysteries for february 26 2022 it is a was a fr- friday saturday it's a saturday yeah saturday yeah it's a saturday uh saturday in the park waiting for the fourth of july but anyway but, um yeah the I'm, song
1: i think of when i think of saturday i think of uh saturday night's all right for fighting that's that's uh that's the one I think of. And Elton that's John. how you know
0: me and Mike were both born before the year 1990. Because when the word Saturday is brought up, I go to an old Chicago song, he goes to an old Elton John song. We are both old as fuck.
1: <laughs> or at the very least we have old souls. That's 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 true.
0: Uh the soul is starting to match the body at this point with me. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess. I mean Cause I,
1: cause there are times where I'll make references and people will be like, huh? <laughs> and that's oh,
0: always the that most awkward shit. Oh, that happens to me all shit, the time. Man. Like, especially now, like at my gigs, these young little kitties are starting to hang out. I mean, that's, uh-huh. that sounds very pedoey. And, and when I say young, I <laughs> mean, the hell? I mean 21 and up, but I mean, for fuck's sakes, when you yeah. turn 33 and, and above, uh, when you start hanging out with a 22 year old, you notice the fucking difference. You know, you think to yourself like, "Oh, everyone, you know, everyone everyone's their own person and and some people are more mature than others." Eh, for the most part, if you're 22, you're you're not going to be uh the most maturest person in the world. I don't care. I don't care who you are. Um
1: I noticed some of that with some of my coworkers, but for the most part they're they're actually pretty mature. They kind of carry themselves pretty well. I was pretty surprised though uh, that one of my coworkers at Michaels, like she was she actually said motherfucker and she's like pretty young, so I was like you know, and then she's like, What? And I'm like, I'm fine. It's that's I don't have a problem with it. I would just it was just surprising. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just I would have put this motherfucker here.
0: No. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's always that's always nice to yeah. When you see your coworkers exhibit a little bit of a little bit of gusto, a little bit of personality. Yeah. So th- how have things been for you lately, Mike? How has your life oh, been since the okay. last time we talked?
1: All right. So uh, the COVID uh, booster shot did not kill me. Well, yes, we established that last week. We've established that already, but uh, I think it did uh, do something. It definitely. I think it triggered something in in my body and at least in terms of my immune system so uh i've been dealing. i i I have been dealing with this uh rash skin condition thing it's called uticaria um it's also there it's uticaria and then there's also something called dermata dermatographia Damn, and it's no
0: Origato, Mister Roboto, to you it's, too.
1: Yeah, it's known as uh, a skin writing, uh, in, in in more layman's terms. And this this sucks. <laughs> I, I've had to like. I, I mean, my case isn't as severe as other people's ha- cases are, but it it was pretty scary initially because I didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh. uh like a couple weeks ago i started it was actually like more like three weeks ago at this point i just started getting hives and rashes on various different parts of my body and it was just like freaking me the fuck out yeah because you were freaking like, me on facebook
0: hell? you were talking. how you're yeah. talking you're like you know i'm i'm going to the emergency room this and the other i'm like shit maybe mike really is gonna die <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you kind of have almost probably felt a little bit bad about all those I jokes. was like maybe I You're shouldn't have it.
0: wished all that bad juju on him <laughs> um,
1: but it wasn't super serious but I didn't know that I, I went I didn't go to the ER I went to uh, urgent care and uh, the doctor initially was like oh it's a yeast infection because I had like these red this redness uh, you know underneath my belly, you know, in the groin area. And I was like, guys can get yeast infections. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, like, that's not just a, uh, a, a, a female gender specific thing. And that just shows, um, you know, everything that I know. I, I wasn't really trying to research yeast infections anyway, because I don't really want to think about that. Uh, it wasn't that though. It was, it was, uh, it was some kind of, uh, uh, other reaction that I that I was dealing with because the creams that I was using didn't really do anything. I joined a Facebook group uh, full of a bunch of people who have similar symptoms and who got a booster shot who who got a a, a, a um, vaccine. And you know, uh, Mike,
0: you're getting dangerously close to Spotify slapping a warning label uh, on, on the front of our podcast. <laughs> well,
1: we could we could cut that out. If, no, if I'm just I'm, I'm just kidding.
0: I'm, I'm
1: but but in all honesty, uh, the group was very helpful. Uh, it's not a conspiracy theory group. It's not full of nut jobs. In fact, they kick people like that out of the group. It's people who are just experiencing the same sort of stuff that I am. And it was just nice to know that I wasn't alone because I was just, I was just really confused and like not really knowing what the hell was wrong with me because the doctor saying it was this contact dermatitis it was yeast infection. That really wasn't the case. I went and saw my general practitioner and he was like, oh, you know, sometimes this happens. But even he was like, I don't know. And that's, you know, that's the kind of thing you're like, what do you mean? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, but
1: that's that's the that's the that's that's not what you want to hear from your doctor, dude. It's that like, same like, fucking I don't know. that
0: same hat thing happened to me. <laughs> like, um, it's like just take these,
1: just do keep doing what you're doing, and you know we'll see what happens. And I'm like, and come back if if it gets worse. Yeah, like,
0: all I, right. Well, just remember to take your just remember to take your Vagisil every day, and you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, so we're gonna be talking about the Tinder swindler this uh, week because it's a mystery, right? I mean, this is a podcast yeah. about unexplained mysteries, and um, so yeah, Tinder, uh, a dating app. Uh, I've been using Tinder for probably oh man, an embarrassingly amount of, long amount of time. But I've always been like on board with online dating. I love the convenience. Um, i it's usually a dumpster fire Uh, a lot of (laughs) people hate online dating but um you know i find that uh i don't know i've just always uh, liked the curiosity factor of oh well what's out there and blah, blah 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 so um i've dude i've probably been on tinder for like seven or eight seven or eight years i don't know however long it's been around um before that i was on plenty of or not plenty of fish uh okay cupid uh, which I've since deleted because literally that 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 ad, dating app has just turned into a complete just garbage dump. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why there's only um, like it seems like there's only unattractive people on OK Cupid these days. It, where I live, it's all based on the you know area you live and all that. But yeah, so um. You know, I've I've had generally good experiences on Tinder. I mean, it really boils down to what kind of person you are and what kind of person you're looking for. And um, since I'm not a complete psychopath, I usually, you know, draw in people who are also not crazy. But then sometimes you don't know if someone's a psychopath because that's the thing about Tinder is you can make yourself out to be whoever you want to be. You throw up some pictures... That, you know, you feel represent you, and Mm -hmm. people just have to take you on face value. And the funny thing about dating apps is you always want to put your best foot forward, so you choose the most flattering pictures, the most exciting-looking pictures. Um, And
1: speaking of that, have you run into situations where you get a match, you go on a date, and it's that... Typical thing where they don't look like their profile pic. Or, okay, or here's, the a, here's the thing it, about that are on Tinder.
0: About that. I have, I've been truly catfished that I can remember like probably a half a dozen times. Um, I remember mm-hmm. one particular moment. Um, I literally called or I text messaged my friend, Abigail, and I was like, hey, I need you to call me and tell me that your car broke down and you need my help right now because uh, this date... Uh, is a train wreck like this chick? Oh no! This chick literally is like oh, two. No. She's like two hundred pounds heavier. It's always weight that the uh-huh. that women usually lie about on on Tinder, and with men, it's usually their height. They did a study and found that out. But um, yeah, this this woman was like two hundred pounds heavier than her pictures, and. I mean, dude, if you're if you're a heavier individual, put up a full body shot, you know, like be honest so people know what they're getting into cuz that's some yeah, people cuz
1: I think that's fucked
0: up. Yeah, really. some people that's like, not really their is. that's not their type. And if you deceive them, you're wasting their time and you're wasting your time because the person's going to see you, know that you instantly know that you um, misrepresented yourself and, and you turned off.
1: Right. Just an instant turn off.
0: Yeah. Um, I, that's happened to me a lot, uh, meeting up with chicks who are 20 or 30 pounds heavier than the pictures that they put, post on their profile. Um, you know, I just, all I ask is like, use recent p- pictures, you know, and don't. Like you know, if you have a kid, mention that you have a kid, because like that's a big thing for a lot of people. Is like you know, like for me personally, I want to date a-, a girl who does not have children. Um, so if they have children, for me, that is a turn off because I know that you know some people are gonna be like, "Screw nah. this guy!" No, you know? no, but, but you know, people know people know yeah. exactly what what the deal is when they have a kid. They know that um the dating world is is you know a little bit worse for them i mean not only do they have to find a babysitter if they even want to go out but if they do they have to find a guy who's okay with playing step daddy you know yeah. and a, a lot of guys aren't really cool with that um but yeah so um, it's
1: also you know wealth that's another thing you know, yeah so then you that, have
0: that's... the flip side of the coin where and you know since i'm straight for the most part um i i don't see guys tinder profiles but i have been around my girlfriends uh my friends that are girls not my literal like relationship girlfriends um i've seen them as they swipe through to their tinder and i see what the guys look like and again everything's region-based so in florida north florida you have a bunch of guys in camo you have a bunch of guys holding up fish you have some guys holding up uh, a deer, of holding
1: up fish like that. That's uh, I, I listened to a bit of the the podcast that you did with uh, um, Liz, Liz, and she was talking about how that's a turn off. Like, do not show yourself. Oh, yeah, catching fish.
0: Yeah, because I couldn't believe that, I couldn't believe they did that up there too. I'm like Jesus Christ. Like, I, I guess <laughs> all, men with the fish. What are they trying? Are they trying to prove that they're like a hunter gatherer? I don't. I don't get it, but. Um, but yeah also you know with some guys they will portray themselves as though they might have a little bit more money than they really do and because they think that, mm-hmm. that that turns women on I, you know to this day I do know there's such things as gold diggers out there I've seen it it's happened to my own family Um, but like that, I usually see that with like older women who are like in their 40s and they want you see, with cougars they want some kind of uh security financially so they get with uh-huh. someone 20 or 30 years older than them who has money but you know they're probably not attracted to them or in love with them i've seen that
1: or the opposite where they're younger
0: well see that's what I, I, don't, I, I don't see that as much in my personal experience i have never yeah. i've never met someone in their 20s or 30s who is dating someone in their 50s or 60s just for money because i think at that point the person is like i'm still young enough to where like i can i
1: think it just depends on the person yeah you know, so,
0: there, there are you know instances where that's happened but according to this documentary um at least one of the <laughs> women was uh swindled by the fact that uh she thought the dude had wealth and then they show the whole clip of Marilyn Monroe being like um money to uh or girls going after men with money is the same as guys going after girls with a cute face it's not the most important thing but gee it certainly does help or something like Mm -hmm. that that was the quote yeah So then we get to this movie, The Tinder Swindler. The documentary
1: is called The Tinder Swindler, which is the same name as the article uh, that definitely inspired and and led to the creation of this documentary because the article went viral online and it became a little bit of a a phenomenon. I didn't know anything about The Tinder Swindler or any of this until... uh, my my stepfather was talking about how we should watch it because his friend saw it and said it was a ten out of ten documentary and it was really good, and I was like, okay, sure, I'm all for it. You know, I really like documentaries and you know stuff like that. So let let's give this a watch. True crime, all right. A fraudster. I I I love I love me some fraud. Me too. And uh, after it was over, I was like, really. Like 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 there were there were some moments where it was interesting or or somewhat entertaining. Uh it, it honestly just lost me in the middle of it because then it just became pretty typical, pretty uh been there done that when it comes to a individual who is scamming people. Uh I thought it was gonna be a lot more crazy than it ultimately turned out to be other than one of the victims turning the tables on the guy in crowd pleasing fashion uh a lot of the twists and turns uh, were ones that i really was not surprised by at all uh so it's directed by felicity morris and the direction is okay just like i think the overall documentary is it's just okay uh, so is the other technical aspects of it, like the editing and, and the cinematography and there's not really a lot of reenactments. A lot of it is interview uh based, uh and Well they had a lot actual of actual like, recordings and actual footage.
0: Right. Of, what was cool about Tinder Tinder Swindler is kind of the similar thing with that an American Murder with the the dad who killed the two kids, like yeah. And, and the wife like there's so much uh social media documentation mm-hmm. nowadays that you can just literally show like this guy you know recordings of him that were made by the woman that he mm-hmm. you know entrapped and um voice memos that the guy left and texts that the guy left and you actually hear this guy and it, and, and I'd say that was probably the only, like, thing that I really uh, kind of enjoyed about it is because that it really, unlike some documentaries where there really isn't any video of it because maybe it happened a long time ago before people were videotaping everything on their phones and they didn't have phones that could do that. Um, I liked that this documentary was more like, sh- like show, don't tell kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But I will say, though, that overall, like... It was like just yet another one of these Netflix like throwaway documentaries that wasn't really that compelling. It wasn't really. I like, mean,
1: yeah. I and I would say compared to something like Tiger King, I haven't seen the second one because I I don't really I don't really have a desire to watch the second Tiger King anytime soon. I think
0: one is enough. With yeah, the Tiger I King. think.
1: I think at the very least Tiger King had that extra uh, punch to it. like that extra like, whoa, like this is this this is really crazy. Like it had those layers. Like there were some episodes that were stronger than others and and it was stretched out a little bit too thin because it, you know trying to make it fit the formula of having all these different parts. But I, I feel that Tiger King still had more to it than the Tinder Swindler. Because the Tiger King just had all these different layers of insanity, and there, there were, there was a legitimate amount of unpredictableness throughout. Here, there was like very little. A lot of it was just stuff that you have seen before in these kind of instances. Uh, I, I, I think that maybe because we have covered so many similar cases like this on this podcast from unsolved mysteries maybe that's why we're not as shocked as other as other viewers were when it comes to this documentary like Um,
0: like i don't know man like documentaries have always been my like thing like growing mm -hmm. up and everything so it's like i'm used to like the cream of the crop when it comes to documentaries And, and i'm not saying that every documentary that comes out has to be the best thing ever but like i you know when you when you see documentaries like capturing the Freedmen's or um F- food inc or supersize me or like bowling for columbine welcome to leith tupac resurrection um or series
1: th- like a uh, wild wild country paradise
0: lost uh yeah. i mean it's li- like leaving neverland you know, these are truly I, compelling. I mean, I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't put Leaving Neverland up,
0: up there, but that's just me. <laughs> well, not Leaving Neverland. Uh no, Leaving <laughs> uh, What's the one that Martin Bashir did? I don't know. That one was pretty Oh, okay. All right. Uh, living one. with Michael Jackson, my oh, bad. Okay. All um right. yeah, so like uh fucking going clear, you know? I mean, yes, it's going like it's like Jesus Christ, like like going clear is a 10 out of, out of 10. Like mm-hmm. that documentary got me into my fascination with Scientology. I mean, the fact yeah. that it was able to do, not not saying that, you know, believing it, but just, like, following the yeah. craziness. So, like, yeah. you know, going in to watch a documentary, like, my I've seen some of the greatest documentaries that have, you know, come out. Um, so, watching this was just, like... Felt more like one of those Netflix multi-docu-series shows that, like... At least it wasn't split into four parts. Oh, yeah, dude, if they had split that into multiple parts, <laughs> I, I, absolutely. I'm so... I've got docu-series burnout, like, so yeah. hardcore right now. Yeah. Anytime I yeah. see something that's cut into four parts or six parts or however many parts, all I can think to myself is they didn't have enough material to make a, a truly great 60-minute, 120-minute feature film so there
1: are and, rare exceptions so instead yeah. they're gonna
0: they're gonna pump it full of fluff and stretch yeah. that bitch out and put in crap that isn't that compelling or isn't that interesting um and and uh so this I, one they didn't yeah. do that th- thank god yeah. Um, yeah
1: that 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 was definitely something i was very thankful of as well
0: um, also i did i also want to point out just so it doesn't i don't look like a complete piece of shit here um i'm just speaking to this documentary as a film i'm not saying that what happened to these women wasn't god awful, and this guy. Oh yeah, is no, like a I'm, huge not, piece I'm not saying shit.
1: that either. We're just talking about the the overall film itself. We're not talking about like the case, you know, the the actual uh, instances of fraud that that occurred. Uh, but speaking of uh, fraud cases, like I was saying, like we have covered uh, a lot of other cases on this podcast from unsolved mysteries dealing with fraud and people swindling other people out of money and i think in a lot of those cases there's more to them than what we saw here i mean how uh, or, was not
0: wasn't one of the first cases or It's with... more
1: unique i think i think the whole like the log cabin fraud like that was unique that's very different like and, 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 and in my opinion even more unexpected like why would you even think that that would be something that would lead to something like that or the, uh, the sweetheart
0: swindler like or that guy like liz carmichael and the dale yeah know? liz
1: carmichael and the dale that's a great example and i still haven't seen that documentary
0: they made a documentary yeah remember
1: they made a documentary we still haven't watched it yet oh shit
0: i didn't realize that No. Yeah. you know i'm probably gonna like the documentary less than i i liked the unsolved Mysteries segment i really liked that segment a lot so did i
1: So, this is uh, all about the Tinder Swindler. Uh, This is a documentary that chronicled the real-life events of a serial fraudster who conned an estimated $10 million out of women he attracted on the popular dating app Tinder. Though he disguised himself under various aliases, the Swindler is is widely recognized as Simon Leviev, who claimed he worked in a dangerous diamond business and was a son of a billionaire Israeli diamond ol- oligarch named Lev uh, leviev. Uh, the, the scandal-based documentaries recounted through shocking yet heartbreaking stories so told by Cecile uh, I'm not I, I can't pronounce her last name uh, so Cecile uh, Pernilla and Eileen, three of the many women who fell victim to the Tinder, Trickster. by the way this is a article on people.com i'm gonna give skylar caruso and people credit we're just following this so uh we have some somewhere to start when it comes to the discussion of the case of the tinder swindler
0: uh also i i would like to take this time to point out that nor uh, or yeah um what's what's the word i'm looking for the Norway, Sweden, uh, the Nordic, mm-hmm. uh, Nordic women are, are very attractive people. Yeah, And, and one of my, um, Nordic goddesses will one day come over to America and, uh, will become my wife. <laughs> yeah, man, these, uh, some. I mean, you know, like, uh, I'd say like two of these chicks, I would definitely swipe right on if they were on Tinder. <laughs>
1: I think that's another reason why this documentary uh, went viral or was kind of a big deal, and the story was a bigger deal than other fraud cases is because of the uh, of the, the uh, association with Tinder. I think that's another reason. Well, why. yeah,
0: because yeah, it's the young people. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna see Tinder in the name, and they're gonna like, oh, you have my attention, because like you know, by ninety. 90- 80 or 90% of young, you know, at 20 millennials and Gen Zers have used an online dating service of some kind. Like Tinder. Tinder's by the biggest Mm -hmm. one. God knows I have.
1: (laughs) So the documentary uh, began with, uh, I believe it was Cecile uh, recalling her first date with Leviev after he flew her out on a private jet from London to Bulgaria For just one night in January of 2018. Uh, However, the fraudsters uh, scheme didn't initially start there. She is talking about, in the beginning, she's very uh, idealistic about her ideas of what the ideal man is. Like, a lot of women, or a lot of men when it comes to their ideal woman. And she was talking about how she really loved Beauty and the Beast... And she wanted her own prince or her own beast that she could tame, you know that kind of thing. Oh, God, she wanted a magical, uh, uh, relationship straight out of a fairy tale, which I think that's kind of a dangerous mindset to have at at the very beginning of anything like this. To have this like really highly idealistic uh a uh, viewpoint of like the perfect man or the perfect woman because i i think like there's just a lot of stuff that happens in fairy tales that just isn't going to be happening in real life and it's one of those things where if it's too good to be true then usually it 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 is <laughs> it's it's not true you know it's 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 too good to be true like it's that's a term that's very common for a very real reason and instances like this are, are a prime example i mean i'd
0: that. say i'd say for me it's like <laughs> she's going like like super like uh lofty with her uh yeah descriptions of like what she wants mm-hmm. in a a man and I'm, I'm over here like someone asks me what i look for in a woman i'm like does she have a good personality? Do we have a common interests? Is yeah. she is she attractive? Uh yeah. I don't really have a fucking Disney movie to compare her to, you know, cuz that's fake. Yeah. That that's uh-huh. it's fake. It's called uh fiction, fictional. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like I don't really have a type per se, but you know if i'm physically attracted to them if we get along well personality wise and if we have common interests that's pretty much you're all, not, all I you're need. not
1: like you're not looking for your
0: bell yeah like, or, not, or my uh, my ella or is the chick from frozen or whatever uh, uh ella i I, <laughs> I don't think it's ella elsa <laughs> elsa <laughs> yeah me and mike are super connected to the kids but uh. on, you know on, on a side note though that would be creepy if if we both readily knew the name of the princess from frozen i think as i don't know i, I think that, i think that
1: was a common well-known thing for a lot for a while because it was just such a big part of popular culture when that film came out
0: it's dude it's crazy still is. is the still second is movie case.
1: came out and like it's already pretty much been forgotten about if you think about it like it didn't have anywhere near the same impact as the first film did Oh, I'm sure the kids. I think a lot of people just remember the fucking song more than they. Oh do my the, god, the, the dude! As a karaoke
0: DJ, man, like I think I, I soon after that song came out and that fucking uh, "Let It Go." Yes, all let it go. the kids, all uh-huh. the kids. If there was, if it was like a family restaurant and I was doing karaoke there, and, and shit, even the adults in the bars would even do that goddamn song, and uh, just
1: <laughs> "Let It Go," "Let It Go."
0: It's like Storm and hell level annoyance with the high pitched children voices. Um, uh. I, I'm, I'm like just like looking at these like four and five year olds or however the fuck old they were, and I'm like, these concepts are way too uh, mature for you to be singing about. Like, you let it go, let what go? Like, you're a, what's what problems do you have as a five year old that you need to let go? I don't even know what the song's about. I could be completely <laughs> off base yeah. with that, but. Anyway. But
1: uh, yeah, it starts off with Cecile talking about her ideal man and then talking about this dream first date and talk about how she was texting with her friends and saying, I'm going on a private jet and I'm going to to Bulgaria and we're going to a fancy hotel and he's going to pick me up in a limo, you know, and of course they're like, OMG, ah,
0: yeah, I know. She was. She was told. Totally, she was such a materialistic person. Like she really cared about all that crap a lot. It seemed like
1: maybe that was just how the documentary framed her. But like, yeah, that, knew, the initial a, first impression of her is, is this kind of thing where it was like she just wanted like this really big, rich, opulent uh, lifestyle. Like it's something that she really desired. Like, she wanted to be like a princess. And um, that doesn't mean that she at all deserved any, uh, anything that she ultimately went through. But it's one of those things that maybe that mindset kind of attracted s- someone like the Tinder Swindler, where if she didn't have that mindset initially, then she might not have ever wound up in this guy's path.
0: I mean, it's, I doubt it's very often that, you know, women would come across a guy like this who would be for real and would just want to date an average person. Um, because it seems like people like if you really are like a wealthy individual like you you kind of have to start <laughs> making different friends cuz i mean it...
1: there there are rare instances where a movie star will have a relationship with someone who's not necessarily a part of the upper crust or or the hollywood elite but that's very very rare and very uncommon and that's that also goes with uh supermodels or athletes or athletes though tends to be one of those things where they kind of they have a a a high school sweetheart yeah and you know that tends to be one of those rare exceptions where a lot of the times athletes they have uh uh, wives or or where it's one of the or husbands where they're not necessarily 100 percent a part of that same uh group uh in terms of financially but movie stars it's a rare thing um i mean
0: because you gotta you gotta think about it like if if you're living a lot a of it's s-
1: pr a lot of it is kind of public relations too well not only that but it's
0: like it's 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 your lifestyle it's it's how yeah, you live it's, it's, it's basically your your code of beliefs and your your how you run your life and and it's just like I mean, already with me, you know, like I'm just so famous. No, I'm just joking. Um uh like <laughs> me with like how I am, like being in the band and doing all the stuff that I do, it's like I, already my lifestyle is, is vastly different than most guys my age. So um I can't date a, a quote unquote normal person. I mean, even like sleep schedule wise, we're like we're going to be off because it's like, mm. I stay up until 6 a.m. and wake up at 1.30 mm-hmm. p.m. You g- wake up at 6 a.m. and you're in bed by 10 p.m., mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's just, I don't know, like, and then... It makes it difficult. Yeah, so, so, I mean, you know, it's the same thing with the, with these situations. You know, yeah. the guys got a lot of money and blah, blah, blah.
1: So you have Cecile, and she talks about her story and how she met him, and then they introduce uh, Pernilla... And she talks about how she met the same guy and how she thought that he was this really great friend. She wasn't really kind of saying that they were as much of a couple or uh, in love as, for instance, uh, uh, Cecile and Eileen so she was kind of talking about how they were more like really close friends. I never
0: understood that particular thing. So it's yeah. like what they matched and what was he not attracted to her or did they just like. I, like they
1: went to clubs. They, they spent money together. Like they,
0: they did a lot of
1: stuff. I they mean, had, that's they just kind spent of spent some time. Yeah, with one that's, another. that's just kind
0: of bizarre to me that they that's all it yeah. was with them. I, d- I never quite understood that particular one.
1: And then with Eileen, she she had been dating him, or uh, was she engaged? Like, or she was gonna be engaged? Like, she had been uh, with him for like over a year.
0: The first until one. she
1: find the no, the last one. Oh, the last one, Eileen.
0: I think my brain was kind of checking out by that by the last one. Yeah. I was already getting kind of like bored with the movie. I thought
1: Eileen was the most interesting one because of like how she was so involved with him for so
0: long and then turn the tables on him yeah she I thought was that was she was one who started selling all this stuff right? yes yeah yeah <laughs> i love that
1: but what this guy does is he goes on tinder and he's also on instagram and he has all these photos of him living the rich lifestyle jet you know, on private jets and eating all the expensive food and driving expensive cars and wearing nothing but expensive clothes. And he has this facade that he's built, that he is this rich son of a diamond man. And that really is something that a lot of women were attracted to. And it's understandably so. I mean, it's understandable that there were a lot of women who fell for this guy's trap. Uh, because it's not like he was uh, a, a bad-looking guy, uh, and on top of that, it, it looks like he's got a lot of money, and that's something that that really is attractive for a lot of people, and that and that's kind of one of those things where the bling or the rich, opulent lifestyle kind of blinds some people in terms of you know what what is really going on.
0: Just like my personal take on like, if I were to meet, if I was to meet a, a woman on Tinder who was wealthy, um, my my first take in my head would be like, well, that doesn't mean that I'm entitled to any of that, you know. So what, what I know, what, what do I care, right? you know, if she has? Yeah, money th- that's or a not?
1: good point. It's like, why would you think that? You would be entitled to to any any of this. Like,
0: okay, you have a lot of money. That what? why does that mean? That doesn't mean I'm getting it, you know. But yeah. I think there's more of an expectation. Well, well, the man pays, and it's chivalry, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's
1: also the fantasy. It is the fantasy for a lot of these women. Like, it's it's the fairy tale. Fantasy. I am curious
0: in the dating world. Where do feminists stand on the whole man paying all the time and all that? Are they okay with that, or is that? Is 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 that uh, more of a that needs to be equal to like? Uh, kind of curious about that angle. Uh, I know how I came at that might might uh, annoy some people. <laughs> <laughs> I I think when it comes to dates, uh, the whole uh, feminism uh, ideal of uh, men and women being a hundred percent equal, I think that kind of goes out the window a little bit. It's like, oh no, it's it depends. A, it's okay, you can pay for the meal, you know. Like,
1: I think it depends on on the individual. Well, yeah. But so, I, th- I think in
0: general, though, most of the time, you know, if you don't, if you don't pay, if you're on, if if you're on an official date and you don't pay, it, it's it's a bad impression. Uh, oh yeah, I can tell you that from yeah. I'm uh, not saying that I've gone on. Oh yeah, uh,
1: personal experience. <laughs> yeah, not saying I've gone on
0: first dates with women and then not, you know, not paid or went half or whatever. Uh, um, if it's just uh, a hangout, then definitely they're paying for their own shit. But if it's like a date, <laughs> then yeah. Anyway.
1: So, they all share their stories of how they met the guy. Mainly, it focuses more on Cecile and Pernilla at the start, and then it throws in Eileen later near the end. Uh, And Cecile and Pernilla, they all had very similar stories of how they met uh, and how they ultimately conversed with him, too, on, on, on Tinder and other forms of social media, WhatsApp. You ultimately found out that he was just copying and pasting all of these, I love you, all of these type of uh, statements of affection. He was just copying and pasting them like he wasn't even really actually personalizing them to a specific woman. Like it's almost just... like
0: it's almost like those bots that you get on yeah. uh, Facebook or Snapchat or whatever yeah. from time to time. And they're like, hey, sexy, I'm horny right now. Do you want to see my videos? And it's like clearly just a, a spammed message. Yeah. And uh, a moment that I thought was pretty um, like interesting in the movie, like, oh, man, like he's busted was when um, the first woman, Cecile, like, was it. Yeah. Uh when, when like they they've been dating for like however many months, 9 months, maybe a year, whatever. And then she goes on his Tinder page and she sees that he has some different pictures on there than what he had when they were when they became official or whatever. And so she's like, "Oh my god, he's he's still using it." Like, "What the fuck?" And he's just yeah. like, he's like, "No, baby, I have not been on there for a year. I promise. I love you." Uh huh. And it's like, uh huh. Then how did those pictures get changed? Yeah. Different pictures. You just, it just automatically did that. Like, right, right there. She should have been like, that's bullshit. Like,
1: well, yeah, that. And there's, there's, there was a lot, there were a ton of red flags. Uh, I mean, even at the beginning, like, oh, we're going to meet up and, uh, uh, my uh, ex wife is going to be there with my kid. You know, like, that's, that's kind of, you know, like a first date and you're, you're dating with like, someone's ex like isn't that kind of out there isn't that kind of weird
0: yeah I mean I'm sure it was some, when something like she had to look watch over the kid but still like I don't know it's like that's that's awkward man like I, w- I would I mean Jesus Christ that would be like if I went on a date with a woman and she's like yeah my ex-husband's gonna be here but don't worry he's a total cuck he's fine with watching me be with other men <laughs> right know, in front right? of him like
1: so um so uh yeah they they would uh converse with him on social media and he would copy and paste all these things. He would even have these videos that he would record with him in a private jet and he would be talking about how much he loves uh, a certain woman and uh, you would find out that he would just repeat that too. Like he would just do multiple videos You could just imagine this guy in his jet recording like multiple "I love you" videos like in a row.
0: Yeah, he just bank. He just like spends one day and banks it all. You know, all the generic things, and now he's got this whole vault of shit he can just use time after time with uh, all these people. You know, these. And where I
1: thought that things were going to get really crazy is when he introduced his bodyguard, and the bodyguard gets hurt. And he's in the hospital and he's talking about how, oh, there are people out to get me. And so I was starting to think that, oh, this is deeper than just him scamming these women. He's involved with the Russian mafia or he's involved with some other kind of clandestine thing or he's trying to pin some crime on them or he's all this. Uh, money and all this stuff that he's doing in terms of spending all this stuff is actually him trying to launder money. Oh, I, or or, I, I knew all know, that, stuff like that. I knew all that
0: shit was made up. I, I didn't. Oh, well, I, I know. I didn't. Believe. I know.
1: But I was just thinking that I didn't know that initially, so I was thinking that it was gonna go somewhere. That was interesting. I didn't even you know, think it was going to go. In, I didn't twist. even think
0: it was going to go in that direction. Like I, I, like as soon as I saw that, even before uh, we later found mm-hmm. out that it was bullshit, I was like, "Yeah, right." Uh huh. Because yeah. those pictures looked re- kind of mocked up. Like, yeah. the security guard like had a he had this weird injury to his head, and it it, yeah. it it didn't look consistent with anything. Well, I
1: initially thought that it wasn't accurate in terms of what he was trying to tell them that what happened. But I thought there was something deeper behind it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like I knew those photos were fake, but I just didn't. I thought that there was something else behind uh, everything that he was doing. That it that it, there was something more to it than him just scamming these women. And then as the documentary kept playing and it it kept unfolding, it I quickly realized that was not the case. And then it became kind of frustrating because you're like. Okay, why are we still uh, believing this guy's obvious schemes? Like, why? Why? I, I think some of them it was fear. That's understandable. I get it. Uh, when you're involved in some sort of abusive relationship, and, and uh, where someone's manipulating you and 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 uh, puppeting you with strings, like it, be, it can be hard to break free or to break out of that. Uh, mindset sometimes but there was just there's just how far things went like I opened up a credit card in my name and then I opened up another credit card in my name and then it like just kept on going and you're just like what <laughs> I, I mean I mean uh, the he, might, he must have some... He must have some really good dick, right? I mean, like... I, I mean, what the fuck? Like, it has to be, like, the golden fucking dick to, like, put up with all of that shit. Like, I don't... I don't get why you would go that far... He's laying some this, pipe. ...with this guy. I mean, even if it was a beautiful woman, like, I, I, I wouldn't go that far. Like, as, as soon as it was, like... As soon as he, she was like, hey, I need money... Uh, it, 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 it's, uh, it's, looks like it's a a dangerous situation. Uh, there are people out to get me. I'd be like, bitch, please. No, (laughs) like, I'm not doing that. I don't know if it's just, I don't know if
0: it's just me. Um, but I am very, very wary about who I let borrow money. Um, I have to know them. I gotta know where they live. I gotta know, because like, I... I've gotten fucked before in my life, not with lending out money, but by lending out items that were. I think you did expensive. that with a guitar. With a guitar, yeah, right, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So I, I've, bec- I've, I've had my ass bit before by that. So I'm very particular about like who I lend. But money this to is these just days.
1: this is just a an example of how an obsession just turns into something that becomes really devastating because it, it you become obsessed with this ideal of this rich man who's good looking and has a, has it all and and you want a piece of that and and you just fall into this rabbit hole or, or this pit and you just can't get out because you always have that cuz she even said like I had a heart next to his name even after I knew the truth because I wanted to believe the, that the fantasy was real. Yeah. And... So yeah, he defrauded these women. He did something that actually was... I don't know if clever is the right word, but it was something that did help him be able to get away with pretty much all of this because of the way that the the legal system is uh, in most countries... Actually, I think in pretty much every country, not just the United States and not just overseas uh, in the in the countries that were uh, shown in, in the film. He did it so he would make up this story that he was in danger and that in order for him to continue operations with his business and to pay everyone in his employ, that these women that he was dating they would have to help him out so they would open up these ca- credit cards or they would get these loans and they would give him money and he would say that he would pay them back and he would say that it means so much to him i love you i want to have babies with you I, I you know i want this to be uh the the, the perfect relationship you know that kind of stuff and he would use that money just to do very frivolous bullshit. You know, just uh, spend all this money on rich, opulent uh, dinners, going to clubs, and and going to clubs. And it was buying... a pyramid
0: scheme. Yeah, it was a pyramid scheme.
1: Like he would, basically. he would,
0: he would yeah, con the first woman to, you know, take out the second woman to dinner, and then when he ran yep. out of money, he'd get a third woman, and yeah, it was a big con, a yep. pyramid scheme.
1: Yep. So uh, the Tinder Swindler uh, was born Shimon Hayut. He was an Israeli fugitive who fled his home country in 2011 to avoid fraud-related offenses he committed in his early 20s. He ran off to Finland, where he was sentenced to two years in a Finnish prison in 2015 after being charged for defrauding three women. And when the documentary revealed the facts behind that case that initially wasn't something that was that intriguing but then when that was coupled with the recollection from cecile that that the woman that was supposedly his ex-wife and and the mother of his kid was the same woman who was involved in that lawsuit right one of one of the same women that was crazy yeah yeah it was one of the three women that were involved in that lawsuit. I just, pull, which,
0: I just literally pulled a Joe Rogan. I go, yeah, that was crazy. Damn, I, <laughs> feel, I feel so dirty now.
1: I thought it was pretty crazy, to be honest. L- like legitimately, maybe I feel okay. for
0: Joe Rogan now because sometimes that's all you can really say. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. I guess. So
1: that still didn't really have much of a resolution because you don't really like know what's going on. You don't really know the truth behind that. Like, is it really his? His ex-wife, or or is there something else going on here? Like, why would the woman that was involved in this uh, uh, lawsuit or or this uh, this fraud case be with him still? Like, uh, that that just doesn't make any sense.
0: Unless she's somehow part of the part of yeah, the scam. She's probably part of the
1: scam, but we didn't really ever figure out like how she was a part of it so he returned to israel in 2017 before he could be arrested again he fled to europe a second time before officially changing his name to simon leviev this is where the chronicle of the tinder swindler picks up detailing uh, uh i i believe yeah cecile's story um yeah i think i think it yeah cecile And he created this fabricated identity, described himself as a wealthy heir to the diamond business, LLD Diamonds, claiming he was the king of diamonds. Uh, Although LLD Diamonds and Lev Leviev are legit, Simon Leviev has zero relation to the tycoon uh, family. And uh, the businessman uh, who ran the company actually filed a complaint against Hayut with the police for falsely presenting himself as his son. And his, like, evidence is, oh, look at the website, and uh, here, this is proof that this is legit, or he he would have a photo of him with uh, the, the tycoon, like, the guy who ran the business and his wife, and I'm like, anyone could Photoshop anything nowadays, like, wh- how did that not come to their mind either, like, that's totally, and even when you look at that photo, it does look fake didn't it look fake like it did not look to me it didn't look that legitimate
0: i don't i don't remember honestly
1: but so yeah he had this whole uh deal where he was posing as the king of diamonds and it even got to the point where he would go as far to add one of the women, I think it was Cecile, to the employee list because he, he, it was one of those things where, oh, they're not going to let me uh, unlock the card or unlock the, the funds. We, we need we need you to be listed as an employee. And I that whole thing, I'm like, how the hell did he get away with-? like, how did the credit card company just be like, yeah, sure, yeah. That works for me. Like, they didn't even, like, cross-reference it and cross-check it. Because he's not actually an employee of that company. Right. So, as things go along, they re- you reveal that Pernilla, she was also involved with uh, 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 Simon at the same time that Cecile was. There would be times where Cecile would go out... Uh, or she would she would think that Simon was going away in business, but he was actually going to meet with Cecile. And there were times where Cecile thought that he was doing or Penilla thought that he was doing something business-related, but he was actually with Eileen. And so, like Josh was saying, it's a pyramid scheme that involves all these women. And he ultimately did Get caught, but just like a lot of these cases, like he he didn't really serve much time at all.
0: Oh, he got a slap on the fucking wrist. Absolutely,
1: he got a slap on the wrist initially. It was only like three years, and I don't even think he served
0: the full. No, he served. He served like like a fraction of that for good behavior, I think. Yeah, and then as soon as he got out of jail, he started doing the same shit. He's, he has this, like, model... Like, it's, it's really a model girlfriend mm-hmm. now. And you can... Yep. Apparently, his social medias are still up where you can go check it out and all that.
1: Tinder, finally, after this documentary came out, they did uh, ban him. They oh, did good. Shut, shut his account I've, down. I've
0: gotten banned off Tinder several times for I don't even know what. it. I've literally just logged in one time and says, says, uh, we've permanently banned your account. Jeez. So, a- I mean... <laughs> What, whatever the fuck I did was way less bad than <laughs> whatever that what he did, but I still got banned. So yeah.
1: And the only other thing I think there's a couple other things I want to mention in terms of like what happened with with uh, these three. Cecile, she recounted a a pretty tense, uh, uh story, yeah, uh, where I think it was Cecile, or it might have been Prinilla, but I think was it Pernilla or was it Cecile? She was the one that. I think it might have been Pranilla, actually, I don't think about it. I, I Although it might have been Cecile. Because they were talking about this whole thing where, oh, we're going to... They started getting involved with the press and there was that whole bit where she was in the car and was talking about him and she had to, like, lie and act like everything's fine and then he yeah, was actually kind well, of the, up yeah they things, had people
0: like um, taking photos, yeah. tailing them or whatever, or the mm-hmm. press or whatever. And um, he noticed that people were taking pictures of him. And then he, I guess, dragged her in the car and she had to do like, according to her, like my best acting job ever acting like she didn't know, you know, anything. And she's like, oh, my God, are these the people that are coming after you? And yeah, I think um, it's
1: Pernilla, I think that's who it was.
0: Yeah, that was pretty crazy. So, <laughs> all right, Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh no! But... Now, you're, now I'm gonna get a complex. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> so, the uh, only other crazy thing that I, that I think I, I want to mention is the whole turning the tables thing with Eileen, because that was pretty badass. Where she she knew that he was in that serious. Dire situation because his whole scheme was now revealed. People knew what was going on because this was when the article, the Tinder Swindler, Swindler already came out, and there was a lot of pressure. And he wasn't able to get anyone to follow through with his schemes anymore. He was running out of money, and he he was stuck in one place. Because he just didn't have the funds to be able to stay one step ahead of the, 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 the law. And she came up with this brilliant idea to, in order to get a little bit of the money back that he stole from her to uh, convince him that she still loves him and uh, that she'll do everything that she can to help him and that she needs his clothes his designer clothes, and she'll sell them for money, and then she'll give him the money. But really, the whole the whole deal was that she was just going to keep it for herself.
0: I'm surprised yeah. he fell for that, being such a con artist yeah, himself. Yeah, I know! Yeah, he fell for it, he got conned,
1: and uh, there, there definitely was a certain uh, catharsis or, or, or definitely some enjoyment to be had listening to all the 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 conversations or the messages he would leave her and and talking about, you know, how desperate he is and how he needs the money and and then it would just escalate to the point where he would just be triggered. He was just triggered and pissed and and making all these empty threats and shit that definitely weren't gonna amount to anything. Because he doesn't have money the money, he doesn't have the means, he doesn't actually have connections with the mob or anyone so he was he was just sitting there twisting in the wind he's talking about how he's the homeless king Uh uh-huh he's living in all these hostels and shit um but yeah eventually he did get caught and he was arrested but he didn't serve much time yet again in fact i think he served less time because i think he served two years initially for the, the original instance of uh, fraud, and he served even less time here because of the pandemic. They let him out early because of the pandemic, and now he's back to swindling again, doing something where he's selling uh, business uh, uh, advice on a website or some shit uh, for, like, a hun- hundreds of dollars or whatever, and... He's, he's on social media and he, it looks like he's not strapped for cash anymore. He's definitely found another way to, to, to get all this money and, and to live this lavish lifestyle again. He's on like Inside Edition saying, it's a lie. It's not true. I'm going to sue. You know, you're like, dude, like, it's so fucking obvious at this point, man. Like, your voice and your video like all of that is in the documentary it's all there it's not faked we're not to the point yet where we can really accurately fake all this stuff that well like dude like the fucking balls of this fucking fraudster this fucking asshole to just flaunt shit and just act like it's not real,
0: yeah once uh, Netflix makes a documentary about you you're kind of fucked you know like, <laughs> that that is the narrative that is going to be believed uh, I'm not saying that they get everything right hundred percent of the time, but I mean you know they're they're a big company now that they are making their original content like they can afford to have fact checkers and lawyers and all the stuff necessary to do a credible documentary and mm-hmm. So you have this big machine of Netflix versus this uh, guy. And the, all he got, all he has for PR is himself, because...
1: And, no. like, it, his PR is worthless. Like, who the fuck is going to take this guy for his word? Yeah. After what, what has been shown in this oh, there,
0: there are some really stupid people out there. Really gullible, stupid well, people. Well, I mean,
1: I, 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 there were some people in his home country, you know, his home uh, in... in uh, I, Is it uh? Is it um? Um,
0: Israel? Yeah, that was Israel. Yeah,
1: yeah. Over in uh, the Middle East, like there are some YouTube videos that had him up there, and it's like some like news interview show or whatever, and they're all spewing this propaganda about how he's innocent and his enemies set it all up, and blah blah blah. They wanted to shut him down. You know this Israeli man who who made it big and beat the odds, and it, it's uh, just it's just baffling to yeah, me. Yeah, people like, who it's... are
0: full of shit always have uh, a ready excuse when you call them out on something. Like the dude who stole my guitar, he said he brought it to this music store. I called the music store; they said they had no record of of that guitar or that guy dropping uh-huh. it off. So then I call my at the time friend back and i tell him that and he's like oh they filed i've had him file it under a different name and um then some other bullshit came out and he's like oh well that's because blah 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 and it's just like dude just admit it just admit it and he never would and he he ended up dying of a a heroin overdose so he shows you the 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 route he took with his life but um it, to like but he i mean never... with
1: simon like he'll never admit it either he'll just be right. like no they don't but he, they're, they're never but he has it. said some stuff in other interviews where he says things that are where he's basically admitting that he's defrauding people but he's like wording it in a way where it doesn't sound as bad you know that kind of thing yeah you know it's that kind of manipulation where he'd be like oh i'm just an entrepreneur you know that kind of stuff it's like No, you're a fucking scam artist. And the the really frustrating thing to me is that these criminals, these people who absolutely financially ruin numerous people and completely alter their lives forever as a result, they don't get pretty much anything really that severe when it comes to a punishment. They get slaps on the wrist. They don't go to prison for that long. And I'm like, I get it. I understand why someone who kills another person goes to jail for life uh, or goes to jail for a really long time. But at the same time, I don't get why these fucking people don't go to jail for a really long time, too, especially if they are serial fraudsters. They have done this repeatedly, numerous times over and over again and fucked over so many people in the process no they didn't kill them but they definitely did do something really fucking heinous in a in a different way and they definitely shown that they have not learned anything that they are not willing to change their ways because as soon as they get out of prison for like their white collar crime they start another pyramid scheme or or they start doing more crazy shit in order to get money from people
0: the thing is is like when you when you con someone into giving you money willingly at that point it's kind of like we can't really do anything because, But
1: I don't buy that. I think that's bullshit. Because oh, no, it, I know. It's, it's
0: a, I mean, it is bullshit, but, I mean, it's like with, with the cops, like going to the cops about that Preston dude who, you know, sold my guitar mm-hmm. or whatever for drug money. I willingly handed over my guitar to Preston, you know, and then he proceeded to, again, he never admitted to it, but, like, I know what he did with it. But according to him, it broke. He took it to a repair shop and then blah, da, da, blah, da, da, blah, blah, blah. And it was like just one of those things to where it's like. And, and again, it's almost like. Um, but this
1: is on a larger scale, though. And you have evidence like these women have evidence.
0: Yeah. But again, when they're taking money out of their bank accounts and giving it to this guy, even if it is on a large scale.
1: But I it's d- one of those things where they're taking it out and they're opening these accounts
0: i just don't know what what legal what the like the legal because i
1: think it's just kind of screwed up that somebody could fraud you in a different way where they get your information and steal money from your account and you're protected in that way but if somebody lies to you and and manipulates you and does all this other shit and then makes you create all these other accounts to send this money to him and then it turns out to be a, a, an instance of fraud. Well, then it, that doesn't count in the same way. We are not going to uh, help you. We are not going to uh, uh, do much about that. You know You're why, Mike?
0: You know why? why? Because they consider it a stupid tax.
1: I I don't I don't I don't think they really look at it that way. Oh, but yeah, I think there do. is some there's some truth in part of that statement. I do think they probably look at it as an instance of well, it, you know, we are not held liable, you know, right, because it, it it's something that you decided to do on your own volition, right. And but I'm just saying in terms of like I, I get why the credit card companies aren't going to do anything, but. I'm talking about like the legal system. I I I think like when this stuff just gets this out of hand, like there should be like a hammer thrown down.
0: Like you're going to jail for a long time. Yeah, I mean like, you know, uh people's feelings and their morals and all, they always get thrown into the equation with court cases. Why not now, you know? Yeah. Like what do they say like, "Oh, during the murder trial, um so and so could have gotten life with parole, with the possibility of parole, but because they seem to show no remorse in the courtroom, the judge uh, made it life without the possibility of yeah. parole.
1: This guy is murdering people's bank accounts. That's what this guy, that's what people like this are doing, and, it just, and, and just ruining people's lives in a different way. And it's just like, ah, whatever, you know, th- two, three years, uh, you can get out. Um, good behavior in fifteen months, you know that kind of. It's, it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and like, you know that they're just gonna fuck it, do it again because they've shown no remorse.
0: Well, it's like people who who are fra- fraudulent, like by nature, like just like the guy who did Fire Festival. Like, what happened? Yeah, that what, guy. What happened when he got out of prison? He he had yet another venture right around the corner that he was working on. It's like they 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 don't know anything else. Like that's all they know mm-hmm. is how to defraud people and I, I, out of and I money. guess
1: I guess maybe they're hoping that they'll fuck up on their own Like it, they'll just blow themselves up that doesn't always happen that does not always happen in that instance where they just like do something where they just overstep their bounds one too many times and they go bankrupt but like even if they go bankrupt there's still something that can protect them and they can still have money <laughs> Because it's just there's just too many things that that actually protect these guys, these guys or these gals who do this shit. And they know that not only can they get away with it, but they know that if they go to jail, they're not going to go to jail for that long and then get out and do it again.
0: Oh, you know who else I'm thinking about? That was like a glorious fall from grace was uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Jim Baker, one hundred percent. Like as soon as he got out, he was doing that shit on the the shopping network or whatever. His he created his own shopping network and was selling apocalypse.
0: Yeah, the doomsday uh, prepper kit or whatever. Doomsday
1: prepper kits and he was selling collodial silver as if it was a cure for COVID nineteen. Like this guy was still doing the same fucking shit.
0: That's all they know. When he got
1: out of jail.
0: Get guys if you want to see some garish photos look at the uh one of the final interviews tammy Faye Baker gives before she passed away bro mm-hmm. she looks like a goddamn zombie she was very yeah. frightening
1: but yeah it's just one of those things where they, they they like you said that's all they know but in this instance if they're they are serial fraudsters you know I I, I don't think it's the same as a serial killer but it's still one of those things where They definitely do really cause a lot of damage, and I think they should be uh, in prison for a lot longer, especially if it's not a one-time thing. But then maybe it might be one of those things where they look at it, well, they contribute to society in terms of they, even though it's money that they stole, they still buy things, they still spend this money, it still goes into the economy, you know, some people will probably make that argument, and and I, I'd be like, "Fuck it, do we really need their money? Like, these fuckers out of here." <laughs> I just don't understand why they're just so easily able to just get away with this shit. Just a common thread in all of these cases
0: that we've discussed on this podcast with these fraud cases so you know moral of the story if it looks too good to be true it probably is
1: yeah i it's it's a it's an old moral and it, it's old as time uh it's a tale as old as time oh my god now <laughs> we're going into
0: musicals it's the musical portion of the podcast i was trying to was
1: trying to tie it into beauty and the beast <laughs> oh,
0: <God. laughs> beauty and the beast i don't even know if that's part of the song but that's just that is a little bit of okay. that it that actually is part of the song you know I, you know what creeps me out are these and I, you can see a lot of these kids in the little artsy fartsy area riverside where i live uh doing karaoke you got all these kids singing these goddamn disney songs and that when, when i say kids are like in their like mid 20s to 30s and i'm like hey, they're
1: disney kids
0: I'm sit- I'm sitting here like, yes, I watched these movies when I was eight and nine years old, and I have not watched them since. How do you people still know these fucking songs? Like, I-,
1: I think some of them aren't really... like Some of those films actually can be enjoyed at all ages. I don't think they're just specific kids' movies.
0: No, I- I I'm not saying they are, but at the same time, it's like, bruh. You're like a 35-year-old dude with like... Like two like sleeve like your arms are tatted up and you know you're singing the fucking let's get down to business to (laughs) defeat the Huns (laughs) be a man you know it's like what what, what? they're
1: Disney adults
0: yeah we had this uh, DJ that worked for us and his name was DJ Rafiki that was the name that he chose Uh and Uh uh, his whole shtick was like. He sang all the fucking Disney songs at his gigs, and he actually like started getting this like little fan base of people who would follow him around. He made shirts that said like DJ Rafiki, or just shirts with the Rafiki character on there. I,
1: I could see that being popular, he, but he's he's lucky though that Disney didn't send him a cease and desist at some point. Wow, well, I mean, it's this is so... Disney is pretty ruthless. I mean, someone wants to put Spider-Man on a kid's uh, gravestone, and Disney's like, "Nope."
0: Damn. Yeah, this was such a small time. I mean, I, it, you know, I, I said he had a following, but but you know, mm-hmm. it's still some small little Jacksonville, Florida thing. But like, dude, these people would like wear his shirts and all. i I'd, mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything like it with the. You didn't have anything DJ. like that with you? I don't fucking want anything like that. I, I don't. <laughs> My my identity as a karaoke DJ is not that that's not define me at all. That's just what I do for money. Uh uh-huh. I think uh DJ Rafiki got way too into it uh at a certain point in his yeah. uh and then like then he he went he took this like weird turn because like he went from like this happy-go-lucky goofball like he started like yelling at people at his gigs and he started being like, you know, like this is how i you know that like these are the rules of my gig and this is how it's gonna be like he turned into like a a drunken stepdad or some shit and um he started saying we like he had a weird personality change um like later on
1: Hmm, maybe he he has some mental health
0: i don't know but like when he started out he was kind of this happy-go-lucky doofball who was just kind of like happy to be there and happy to be doing his gig and all that and and it's just something in him changed like me i started out always being like this is fucking lame but I, this is the most money <laughs> i can make in the shortest period of time mm-hmm. but he actually ha- had a passion so you never for it. really
1: thought at any point of like a dj name or a persona Fuck or no anything. i just
0: used my last name dj Cannon.
1: yeah
0: like literally they're like what's your dj name i don't know or, or i'll say dj josh like uh, you're like
1: i'm not gonna have like shirts with a cannon on it no no you no know,
0: like i i finally did make a dj page just simply uh-huh. for like like uh prospective wedding clients because i put all my footage of me doing uh-huh. my, the cupid shuffles and all that crap they can see pictures of me all dressed uh-huh. up and stuff so that's just to get clients um, i think
1: a kind of cool thing if you worded kind of lean into that is like take the canon films logo and be
0: like dj (laughs) canon oh yeah i'm sure talking about getting sued i'm sure that wouldn't get me sued.
1: (laughs) but canon films doesn't even exist anymore so you actually might be able to get away with that
0: yeah they do they still make cameras i'm looking at a can my canon camera right now canon films it's a separate thing oh well my name's spelled with two n's anyway it is i think i think it might be or close to it no i don't fucking know
1: Man, we're at that we're at that point in the podcast, folks. We don't we really don't have anything else to say about the Tinder Swindler. Nope. Um, except it, you know, it was it okay? Watch. Uh, I wouldn't run out and watch it right now. I uh, I don't think it's that good of a documentary. Most people uh, who were curious about our thoughts on it probably already saw it though
0: yeah I mean I don't know I, I personally like I didn't think we would get a full episode out of this so I'm surprised it's that we're at like an hour <laughs> 25 right now because like I, I didn't think there was I,
1: I, d- I did I did a lot of heavy lifting
0: yeah you did you did you did more of the lifting for sure um, yeah I just it was topical. That was the only reason I wanted to talk about it. I will it.
1: say this. I, I definitely feel for these women. And I, I hope that they ultimately do get their money back. I know they did a GoFundMe. And it's it's over, I think, a 100,000 pounds right now. They're trying to get to $800,000. Um, Let me see. It's at 168,461 pounds of a $600,000... 000- 600,000 pound goal. And so like people are still donating every day, so I I would not be surprised if it does ultimately hit that. That just like speaks to goal. the power
0: of Netflix at this point. Good god. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it like everybody has Netflix, you know, or, or like se- mm-hmm. 70 to 8% of the nation has Netflix.
1: At the same time, I will end with this. I still am pretty Surprised that some of these women went as far as they did with this whole thing, like I, I mean, I, I, and I know that didn't always happen with everyone that the Tinder swindler tried to swindle. I guarantee there, there were a good chunk of women who were like, "Get the fuck out of here, you fake motherfucker!"
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Give me, give me money. I'm in trouble. Send them the photos of like blocked.
0: Yeah, I think I think for the I mo- mean the
1: moment when you're sending their passport info, like that's the thing that you would be like I would never even gotten to that point. I would just be like no. I wonder like not in a million fucking years am I sending some random person I barely even know that I've only dated for a couple months.
0: The chick who the chick who info. dated him the longest or whatever or or any of the chicks or whatever like who actually slept with him. I wonder Eileen. If, I wonder if they felt like raped after they found out he was a fraud you know
1: uh, probably not in that way but they probably definitely felt uh, devastated in a lot of different ways cuz they, they they felt like they were used in which they were they were used and abused in in a different way because uh, if their someone trust was just completely destroyed
0: if someone like turns out to be a completely different person and it's like well who was i having sex with like that's disgusting to think about like
1: yeah, I think I think there was like
0: a little bit where they're like, "Who is this guy?"
1: Exactly. Really? Uh, the guy is a scumbag. That's who that who that guy is. Who's rich? That's, that's, that's how fucking society is. Yeah. So apparently, scumbag um... swindler. You know, goes to prison, has this documentary made about him, and gets out of jail, and is swindling still, and is still rich, and still has thousands of followers on Instagram. I don't think Instagram has canceled his, has banned his account yet.
0: Seems like Instagram puts up with a lot more shit than a lot of the other social media platforms. Because Kanye West is like wiling out right now on Instagram, and they just seem to be letting it happen. Well, there's no way they're gonna do anything with Kanye. <laughs> Like he is like really too big of too big of a celebrity, too big of a name. He is really that, not taking the breakup or the divorce very well. And the whole Pete Davidson well, thing. Well,
1: did you think that he would like, uh, I mean, there's no way that, that he would have ever taken.
0: I mean, well. not, not unless it was his idea, which I guess it wasn't. I don't know.
1: I mean, you also, know, these stupid celebrity relations. Who relationship- knew that? I mean, who didn't know that that was going to end badly?
0: Yeah, I mean all celebrity relationships typically do. Um it's rare that you have like a Tom Hanks and his wife or Ben mm-hmm. Stiller and his wife like it There was a
1: pretty cool uh, celebrity relationship but very niche, but I thought it was really sweet. Uh Anthony Edwards and Mari Winningham. They got together for interviews for a film they did uh called Miracle Mile for special features for a Blu-ray. And they reconnected and then they eloped afterwards. Oh, wow. So I thought it was really cool.
0: Yeah, that that should, I mean, especially if you're like a Kardashian and like for some reason that is still completely unknown to me, you're like one of the most.
1: 20 pe- seasons, over 20 seasons of that fucking, fucking show. Are you serious? Yes. Over 20 seasons 20 of that show. 20 years
0: of Kardashian's lives uh-huh. have been covered. Uh-huh. Holy fuck. And not only that,
1: like they have a new show, I think it's gonna be a Disney Plus. Yeah. Oh my
0: god. I see that they um their show pops up on Hulu or whatever, and I just I just don't even think about it. I'm just like, well, whatever. Like what like I just who cares? I, I don't know. I mean, yes, of course that's the old white man opinion, right? Like, who cares about the Kardashians? you know, it's but like why does Kendall Jenner have so much influence? Why does everyone think Kim Kardashian is the shit? Uh, You know, like, I I don't understand. I don't understand. This would be
1: like if Paris Hilton, like, had a reign this long. She didn't. Like, she... Yeah, exactly. She she was on top She felt like
0: she was famous for being famous for all of, like, five years, and then now no one, like gen z doesn't even know who paris hilton is yeah. um i've used that phrase that's hot before and like no one knows what that means now mm-hmm. even if i use the gif of paris hilton saying that's hot they're just like i don't you know they don't get it yeah apparently she played up her stupidity for uh of when, course. she was on t- uh, uh, tv i mean duh <laughs> yeah
1: i don't know I don't, I, don't,
0: I don't know how much i believe that yeah God, remember her god awful song, like Shooting Star or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, that bitch tried to act. She tried to have a music career as a pop star. One it, of the
1: it, best performances from her is in House of Wax.
0: <laughs>
1: she if was in that uh, movie. If you've seen that movie, you know what I mean.
0: She was in Repo, the genetic opera. Um,. It's not really that great of a performance. It's just one of the best
1: performances of hers to watch because she, act- she actually gets a-, a pipe to
0: the face and that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> See, now we're wrong because we're laughing at a woman getting hit in the face with a pipe. It's not It's, a it's, it's not a woman. It's Paris Hilton, it specifically. It's a movie,
1: too. It's, not, it's a fictional character that she's playing. It's not actually Paris Hilton.
0: I, f- I always felt like I would have gotten along with her sister Nikki Hilton better because she yeah. seemed like she actually had some brains in her head. Yeah. Well, we can sit here and reminisce about other mid two thousands.
1: I don't know about mid two thousands, but I, I I did I did uh, I did watch uh, the the latest episode of Train Wreckers from Todd in the Shadows. Oh, talking yeah. About uh, Katy Perry's Witness album. Yeah,
0: I fucking love Todd in the Shadows
1: um that I, I, that's uh that definitely sounded like a train wreck some of the some of the songs were all right
0: i um i totally played a couple of those songs at my gigs like swish yeah. swish i played a lot um i didn't think that i mean i got I, I understood that
1: music video for swish swish dear god i remember when that first came out i was just
0: and that's you uh, todd one thing i, did, I was, was just like... flabbergasted about that that video i was like what the I disagreed with him on his that's take on uh, talking about how Dark Horse was, like, like a, a bad song. Dude, Dark Horse is probably my favorite song by Katy Perry. Like, that's, to me, one of her mm-hmm. better songs. Um, so, I disagreed with him on that. Um, yeah, that that was interesting, though, because it was like, you, you, you didn't really notice, like, the waning relevance of Katy Perry until he, like, brought it up. And it's like, oh, yeah, she used to be kind of a big thing, like... You know, it seems like just yesterday, but really she was like early 2010s kind of club mm-hmm. pop, you know, like she you know, was California like... California Girls. Yeah. yeah. She was like, that was like her time, like her and Lady Gaga. The, those were the two that were like really... It seems like Lady Gaga is transitioning more into acting. Well, I know her, Um, that that whole folk, folky thing she did with A Star Is Born. Um, A, mm. lo- a lot of people sing... Especially that song Shallow with Bradley Cooper. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. really like that song. I think that one's got uh, over a billion views or listens on Spotify.
1: Yeah, because she's transitioning a lot more into acting, not just because of how well her role in A Star Is Born is, was received, but, but I think it's just one of those things where I think she was always passionate about that. And because she's a big enough star now and she showed that she had legitimate chops, uh, now she's just kind of transitioning more into that. Well,
0: she should because her music was starting to flop like the album And
1: unlike Madonna, she's actually a really good actress.
0: Hey, Madonna can stay in the music world. Madonna's got some great music. I'm yeah. a- I'm actually secretly like a pretty big fan of Madonna. <laughs> like she's always taken chances, she's evolved with the yeah. time, she's remained yeah. relevant. Um even if she's like not on like even if her singles don't really chart or whatever, um Yeah. She's just I don't know like she's like if you actually go and listen to like her even her non hit songs um, she's got like she's always reinventing herself and um, Mm. I don't know like just classic 80s pop classic 90s pop and then she kind of went in a more like pop like a synth electronic direction mm-hmm. that I thought was cool and yeah her, her her voice is versatile enough to where she can do a bunch of different kind of things yeah. with it I mean I'm I'm not
1: disputing her music I'm just saying like as an actress So like, I
0: so I feel like she doesn't need As to, an actress though I know but like I like yeah. Lady Gaga needed to pivot because yeah. she she did um what that was that fucking album that she did? I gotta pull it up now. She did the album and the the they think the lead single off it was "Perfect Illusion" and that song was just fucking awful. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, dude, she has literally literally lost all of her fucking edge. Like, yeah, um, I think where is it at? Yes, this is what the podcast has turned into. Everybody, deal with it. <laughs> Joanne, the album Joanne. I think, yeah, because she did Joanne, and that was um. Perfect Illusion, I think, was the only single that I yeah. can think of off that. I album.
1: haven't I haven't seen uh, the film House of Gucci yet, but I do want to see that. Because it actually looks like it might be interesting, like an interesting drama just for uh the the cast and and it really does look like a really powerhouse performance from, from Lady Gaga.
0: Lady Gaga <laughs> <laughs> There was this rap song and one of the rappers literally said her name like that. She got a body like Lady Gaga.
1: <laughs> but hey, I mean, we talk about Unsolved Mysteries. Like, that's a show that a lot of people will just be like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Lady
0: Gaga released an album in 2020. 20- I, I,
1: think, I think I saw that on Netflix, you know.
0: <laughs> Lady Gaga released an album in 2020 called Chromatica. I don't even fucking remember that album or any singles off of it. Unless Rain on Me was from that album that was the only, that one she did with Ariana Grande but yeah, I don't know. So so yeah, so she needs to definitely pivot into acting cuz I don't think the music thing's really I mean, she was like super cool there for the first few albums, you know, and then it just got kind of played out with that whole art pop weird kind of um whatever i
1: mean i can see why some people saw her as kind of ripping off madonna too because there is a little bit of that in there
0: oh born this way is a complete uh rip off of express yourself
1: Mm yeah
0: all right well i think we've exhausted uh i think we've expressed (laughs) ourselves enough yeah i think yeah well put we've expressed ourselves enough (laughs) All right, guys. That's uh, the end of the podcast. If you want to go to our Patreon page, uh, it is yeah, Patreon. We still haven't.
1: We still have not figured out how to replace the Josh flower. Ah, uh,
0: dude. I know. There's just a big gaping hole at the end of the, the the podcast. Now, um, I should just go back and 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 write new ones and act like they're old ones <laughs> that I discovered. I, I I pretty much have the 15 year old Josh voice now in my head. Uh, after reading all those diaries, I'm I can pretty much. Has ba- that been
1: a good or a bad thing?
0: A ba- bad, because I forgot how awful I used yeah. to be. You know, like I there, for- there's
1: some good things because it's like oh I've come such a long way, but then there's yeah. like bad. There's some now- self
0: discovery, but most of it is is I'm fat, girls don't like me, no. uh, I, I don't know what I want to do with my yeah. life. Uh, that's that pretty much sums it up.
1: Do you still have that like just floating around in your head now? Since since you've been since you were in that mode for for so long on the podcast, or or is that just nah, like I'm
0: I'm I'm over it. I mean, I I know uh-huh. that I grew out of it, and <laughs> I just I, that was... that
1: would be really crazy. Like if like you, you just just uh, re- uh, uncovered all of that, and then it's like this other part of your psyche, and then you're just like,
0: well, that part of my psyche needs to stay locked up in a fucking prison because <laughs> I don't need that getting out again.
1: You don't need it to be some kind of dead ringer scenario. No.
0: Anyway, patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. Let me tell you something, folks. Uh, the next two episodes we have after this one are both... Patreon, Both Patreon requests, and they're both good, too. Um, so, yeah, uh, it is definitely worth joining our Patreon because you... Decide what we talk about. That Once again, that's patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. And sometimes you get the podcast early. I'm not going to say you always get it early, because sometimes you don't. But sometimes you do. Um, yeah. So anyway, there's there's that. Um, you can join our Facebook group. We've had a flood of people join lately. Pretty sure it's some weird algorithm. I highly doubt we got a mention on Jimmy Fallon or anything. Um, but if you want to join our Facebook group, and discuss mysteries and shit. It's uh, go to Facebook and go to the search bar, type in uncovering unexplained mysteries. Hit the groups tab and we should pop up. Um, it, asks, it asks you two questions, but lately people haven't really been bothering answering those questions, so just, I don't know. Try your luck. And finally, if you want more of me and Mike uh, separately, like you don't want us to be so together-y, uh, we have our own YouTube channels that we've been putting hours and hours of work into for many, many years. Mike's YouTube channel is uh, youtube.com slash OCP Communications. He's a movie buff. He literally does bicep curls with VHS tapes in his hands. So it's made him a movie buff. Mike, (laughs) what was the last video you did on your channel about?
1: Uh, The last uh, video I did is a review of the 2012 remake of a horror film called Maniac. Uh, this one uh, stars Elijah Wood and it features a very synth heavy uh, score and I also reviewed the original Maniac, a film that I really enjoy despite how unsettling and uh, uh, disturbing the film is Uh, but yeah, uh, if you want to see my thoughts on both Maniac films go ahead and check out my YouTube channel
0: (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I literally had to run to the bathroom and grab a toilet tissue because my nose just decided to start leaking. <laughs> All right, those are the mo- the video that Mike talked about <laughs> that that I might or, might or might not have heard the full description of. Um, if you want to go to my channel, it's YouTube.com/dancingwithghosts that's also the name of my band we're on Spotify, we're on Apple but the YouTube channel is a thing all of its own I do all kinds of videos that are music related do little uh, album reviews um, just little discussion pieces like the worst rap names my most recent video I did is my take on the Joe Rogan controversy with Spotify and Neil Young and um, India RE. Um, have you
1: noticed that a lot of the artists that, like, leave, it's like
0: nobody really listened to them that
1: much, probably on Spotify. Dude, all the, <laughs> the artists who pulled their...
0: <laughs> so far, all the artists that have pulled their music off have literally been people who were part of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young or affiliated with them. Because you have David Crosby, Stephen Stills, Graham Nash, Neil Young. They literally were all in a band together and they all pulled their music off. Um, and it's like... The only people who listen to their music were old farts and, list- and they already have their shit on record So they don't need Spotify to listen to them anyway I'm sure there's some younger people who might listen to Neil yeah. Young But there definitely ain't no young people who's listening to Crosby, Stills, and Nash That was one of my dad's favorite groups and but It might
1: be a little bit
0: but Yeah, not not, nah.
1: not not a very uh, large amount
0: Anyway, guys, uh, that's our YouTube channels. Make sure you check that out. Until um, next time, uh, have a good rest of your night. We'll talk to you later. Bye. See ya.